I spent five years um, recovering from arthritis. And when I did, I was in full remission, absolute full remission. I went from just being devastated to being able to be your soccer coach. And I was your soccer coach for 11 seasons, not 11 years, but 11 seasons, two seasons a year. Sometimes three. <laughs> Sometimes three. And uh, it really started uh, the relationship you and I enjoy now, but we, when we lived together, sometimes there wasn't enough food in the house for two people. And you made it all, all the way to the mountaintop. <laughs> That's, that made it all worth it. Hello, everyone. My name is Lupe Carlos IV, and welcome to my podcast, wherein I talk to interesting people about things I'm interested in, go way too deep into random topics, and generally do my best to avoid making TikToks while I'm injured in quarantine. So most people know that my dad is a photographer, but what they don't know is that he's been an artist his whole life. And growing up in Colorado and moving to Seattle, he's actually a pretty famous painter. So we sat down, had several long conversations, and I have tried to edit them down into a cohesive story. You said your art was lost during the troubles. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you want to hear about the troubles. Yes. <laughs> Last episode, we ended on a pretty sad cliffhanger. Four months after you were born, I was stricken with arthritis. And uh, I was so sick that I couldn't turn the doorknob with my hands. They hurt so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never really, I never professionally painted again after that. Hmm. Just like that. So... Let's explore a little bit about what that felt like, what happened to him, and then eventually how he got back to where he is today. So without further ado, part three. Well, um, let me let me start by say about the troubles is that I had a I had a very uh, difficult. Yeah, difficult childhood. Um, and came out of it with a whopping case of PTSD that I didn't know about. And instead of treating, uh, medicating myself with, with alcohol and drugs and all of that stuff and that, I, that my friends did and all that, I turned to art. And I tried to create a world that was the polar opposite of what was going on inside of me. And I was hell-bent on creating this beauty and pursuing beauty in nature and but that that entire life was built on a house of cards because of the my internal life was in such chaos because of this whopping case of PTSD. So when you were born, um, you had no way of remembering this, but you had a troubled birth, and at some point, uh, there was a complication, and the doctor said, "I'll never forget this." She said, "She was talking about you." She said, "He's." terminal and my hands just now just went numb when i said that and i thought that you were gonna die i thought that i had lost you so early on she hands you to me and i said well 
did you do everything you need to do? And she's, yeah, everything's fine. And I said, well, you said he was terminal. Oh yeah. That's a medical term. That means that all the uh, complication had that happened at the termination of the delivery and that you were going to be fine. But I didn't know that for about 15 minutes. And I'm like, you got to come up with another word. So that trauma I, I honestly believe that trauma of thinking that I had lost you so early on was enough to topple the house of cards because within four months I had become full, full blown cripple with this arthritis and becoming ill with the arthritis meant that I couldn't paint. And then I started this free fall where I just felt like in my life, I really felt like I just didn't have anything to hang on to. I was just falling and falling. There's just no bottom and falling. And as I was falling, I was losing more and more out of my life. I lost the career, the art career I loved. I had all that art. I had to put it into storage because I lost, lost the house. I lost marriage to your mom. Um, yeah, even my own clothes didn't fit me. And I figured out one day that all I had left in my life was that I was my father's son, and I was my son's father. You need a deep breath? Yeah, me too. That was a, a profound moment because I realized what I want to do is be the best father that I could be to you. And and that I would fight in and out of hospitals and this and that just to get back to a point where I could be the father I wanted to be to you, that you deserve. And then um, they came out. The doctor told me, my doctor told me, I need to have more faith. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, there's new research going on all the time, blah, blah, blah. You won't live long enough for this to truly cripple you. Hmm. I guess there are two ways to look at that statement, but we'll go with the positive one. There's going to be something. Mm. And within a year, they came up with this genetically engineered molecule. Uh, a one molecule of the year. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I thought was awesome. I still think when it's did awesome. H2O win that? And, uh, I feel like it deserves... Yeah. That's pretty important. Yeah, yeah. It probably got the lifetime achievement award. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I was on one. I was one of the first thousand Americans on this drug. It's not a drug. It's a engineered protein. So I'm a, I'm a genetically modified mm -hmm. organism. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, your father's a DNA. <laughs> and uh, I, tried to avoid I went those. from. <laughs> just remember don't eat me <laughs> i think we need to include well we can maybe we can come back to this but we need to talk about your recovery and where you are now and how we got to have soccer together well that's that's all tied together so i got on this medicine uh it fixed me right up and then we'll we'll go okay, on okay. about that other part of our lives together yeah yeah, so I spent 20 years in remission from arthritis. Uh, was it 20, 35, 45? Yeah, 20, 20, wait, 35, 45, 50. Yeah, 20 years. 
And those were the 20 years you and I spent mm-hmm. together. So I went from, I may not survive this to being able to run the soccer field and be your coach. And all, I'm just so amazingly grateful for those mm-hmm. years. Had to give you some good vibes, but let's go back into how that art was lost. And uh, so we talk about the loss of the art. The art went into storage. And then I started losing things, losing the career, losing this, losing that. And I just ended up with nothing. And I had no way to pay for the storage. The art was lost. And that was the end of that. So it was just dumped? No, I, I, they auctioned it off and um, they got the story. They took possession of the storage unit. Of course, I was oblivious to this whole thing. I had no way of knowing. How many works were lost? Uh, I would probably, I would say 75 to 100. Wow. Yeah. Do you and have I, those auction records anymore? No, no, I don't. I saw them on the internet and just kind of, it was uh, at the time I didn't have it as many years between that episode and myself as I do now. And it was just, it was really painful to look at. So I just kind of let it go. They weren't mine anymore and they were gone. So I don't really, there were records that they were sold. They didn't say who they sold them to. That's all private. I have just about a million thoughts on this subject. First of all, can you imagine showing up to a random auction of stuff and there's just 75 to 100 masterpieces there? Secondly, can you even imagine your entire life's work just vanishing while you had no power to make it stop? And the level of maturity that is required to just say, man, that's gone. Time to move on. And the maturity to go through all of that and raise a son at the same time. Growing up, I never felt any of that. I never felt the impact, I guess. Well, I, I didn't, I was thinking about that and I never stopped being me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I still had that curiosity. I was still reading. I was still enjoying art and I was still, I mean, I wasn't painting, but I was reading about it and I had turned my curiosity towards other things and I was reading about science and math. And then you started asking me questions, millions upon millions of questions. And yeah, the only answer that you told me, the only answer that was adequate was I'll find out. I was never allowed to tell you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, that took me in every single direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you and I, you, you probably didn't feel it because you and I had the relationship that we do now and you, I did my best to insulate you from what was I was going through. And uh, I have to give kudos to your mom. She really, she was really a stabilizing factor too. So uh, I mentioned that part of my process was doing sketches and taking photography for references and stuff like that. I was also 
taking photos of my own art. <laughs> when I look back, they're really, really crappy pictures. <laughs> but um, when I couldn't paint anymore, going to the computer was mandatory. That was the only way I was going to rebuild any sort of career. And uh, going to the camera was a, just a natural ricochet. And so I just picked up the camera and just continued creating with that. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's you know, it, it, there's no wear and tear on the body. This, there's no fumes. It's, it's just a perfect way for me to express that uh, artistic side of myself. Well, that has brought us through to the here and now. And that is the finale of our series on my dad's art life story. As always, thank you so much for listening. I have a total blast making these. Uh, If you have any questions or want to hear more about anything that we talked about in this episode, please, please, please reach out. That would totally make my day. Thanks so much. Oh, I think there's one more quick thing you need to hear. What I wanted to get at what I was thinking about before you called, I want you to imagine what it's like for me to get off work get in my car, drive home, put the key in the house that I own and tell Karen, honey, I'm home. But that the level of gratitude that's there based on having been alone, been homeless, no job, none of it. And the level of gratitude and amazement to sit at your graduation from Harvey Mudd and know the story of where you and I came from. That's a wrap.